As someone living with type 1 diabetes, I thought I was having a heart attack just a few days ago. And in today's lesson, I want to share with you the three best ways to lower your fasting blood glucose in an effort to have better overall health without adding extra medication. And in fact, I'll even throw in a ridiculous and somewhat terrifying story for you if you stick around till the end. So without any further ado, let's get into our theme song and then I've got three amazing life-changing tips for you that I hope help you as much as they've helped me. Let's get into it. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type one diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. Depending on when you're watching this video, last week was Thanksgiving for us, and my family and I went to Big Bear, which is in but just outside of San Diego, California, where I live. And in Big Bear, it was beautiful, it was cold, it was great, spending time with family. And I'm actually in the middle of training for my next triathlon right now. So I hopped out for a quick run on Thanksgiving Day. And I was like, I'm gonna get a quick workout in, help boost my insulin sensitivity for the big meal coming up, which if you don't know that you can do that, exercise is amazing for helping reduce insulin needs, right? And just boost your insulin sensitivity overall. But all that being said, hopped out for a quick run. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do a, a, a two mile run, which for me is like bare minimum. I need to do a lot more than that for my next race. And about a mile into my run, I really start to wonder if I'm gonna make it home. Yeah, I'm halfway out, I have to make it a mile back and I'm getting this massive pain in my chest. And I'm like, is this a heart attack? Is this? Is this the end? <laughs> like, Kind of joking, but also very serious, recognizing that heart attacks are a very real risk that we face, right? And uh, I start to, to kind of worry about my health, about the outcomes of this run. And on my way back, I'm walking a couple times because I just, I'm apparently out of shape and I'm having a hard time finishing my run until I realize it's the altitude. It's the cold weather. It's other variables that I hadn't considered before leading into this undesirable outcome where I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> it turns out, what else is in your chest area? Lungs, right? My lungs were on fire. Uh, so much so that when I got home, I still kind of thought I was gonna have a heart attack. I laid down on the floor for like 20 minutes it was bad. Uh, so apparently, I'm just not in as good of shape as I thought I was. But the reason I share that with you is that within diabetes management, sometimes we overlook some variables that might be impacting our blood sugars without us knowing it. And we think it's something else entirely, which causes us to look in the wrong direction for our solution. I thought I might be having a heart attack. Turns out I'm just not in good shape when I'm running at higher altitudes. See, where we were visiting is Big Bear, way up in the mountains. I live in San Diego, California, at sea level, right? So that's a very big difference for training for me. Uh, now, these hidden variables a lot of times, especially with something like Thanksgiving, we go and eat a big meal, we go, okay, I'm gonna take XYZ insulin for all the carbs that I'm about to eat, this should go smoothly. And it goes smoothly at first, and then maybe an hour later, two hours later, a couple hours pass, and blood sugars just skyrocket, right? They take off, and you're like, 
I thought I did everything right. I guess I didn't take enough insulin for my carbs. Did I count the carbs wrong? We're focused on carbs, carbs, carbs. And sometimes we forget to look at other variables that might be impacting us. Uh, and this actually happened to me. As somebody who coaches diabetics for a living, like I am an expert in blood sugar management, and I still overlook these things occasionally. And Thanksgiving was no uh, reason not to have this experience myself. So what I ended up experiencing were blood sugars that got stuck, some stubborn high blood sugars. I mean, raise your hands in the comment section if you've ever had blood sugars that feel stuck, right? That feel like you're giving insulin, but is it insulin or am I just injecting water because it's not working? That was me. Now, initially I thought, okay, insulin to carb ratio, is that one okay? Then I thought, updated information, proteins and fats. I had a lot of those. Maybe those are impacting my blood sugars. Then I thought, other variables. What's lurking underneath the surface? What else could be impacting this? And this leads me into our three secrets for reducing your fasting blood sugar without extra medication, right? Not just taking more insulin or metformin or a lot of other different options that are out there these days. Now, number one, that was abundantly clear to me and my family when they saw me each morning looking like a zombie is lack of sleep. So if you can get better quality sleep in addition to quantity, you will see better fasting blood glucose numbers than you would if you didn't, right? Now for me, we were traveling with a toddler. Uh, this is my daughter's fourth trip in four months. We, we've been doing a lot of traveling recently and she does not sleep well in other places. <laughs> so she woke us up probably every 20 minutes for the whole night and it wrecked my sleep. Now add on the workouts that I was doing causing extra stress to my body. I needed that sleep to recover and I just didn't get it. So I was living in a constant haze, had headaches all day because I was just in sleep deprivation mode, right? When we don't sleep, we increase cortisol. And as you increase cortisol, you also increase insulin resistance, which means higher fasting blood glucose levels, right? So step number one, get better sleep. Do whatever you can. For me, I'm focusing more on a nighttime routine. I can't always guarantee good sleep because toddler. <laughs> Sometimes it's the nights are rough, right? But number one, get better sleep. Now number two, you heard me mention that I was getting exercise, right? I went for the run, thought I was having a heart attack. Turns out I'm just out of shape. Now, exercise is one of the biggest saving graces when it comes to blood sugar management. See, exercise of any kind is going to assist in insulin sensitivity, meaning you need less insulin for the same stuff, right? So if I typically take five units with lunch, now I might need four. It's going to be different person to person, so don't take that as truth, you know, experiment for yourself, talk to your doctor and all that stuff. But exercise is incredibly beneficial for lowering our insulin needs and our overall fasting blood glucose levels. Now, different types of exercise are going to have different impacts, different lengths of impacts and different intensity of impacts. We want to look at the type of exercise. Uh, you know, is it lifting weights? Is it going for a run? You want to look at uh, the duration of the exercise. Did I lift weights for 10 minutes because it was my lunch break? Or did I lift weights for two hours, right? Because it was my day off and I really wanted to hit it at the gym. So all these different variables within exercise will impact the overall benefits that you see. But something that I'm going to cover in uh, our upcoming newsletter actually is the stacking of insulin sensitivity. You've probably heard of insulin stacking before. We're not talking about that. We're talking about stacking beneficial variables. So if I exercise one day, is it permanent insulin sensitivity? 
Or do I need to maintain a consistent routine of exercise in order to hold on to and reap the rewards of that insulin sensitivity? Right? So for many people, that's going to be the answer is consistent exercise yields the best results. So step number one for better fasting blood glucose levels, sleep. Step number two, exercise consistently. Doesn't have to be crazy, but consistent. You'll see an improvement. Now step number three comes from stress or lack of stress instead. Because when we look at stress itself or the increase of cortisol, we oftentimes see, similar to lack of sleep, an increase of insulin resistance, which means higher insulin needs, higher fasting blood glucose levels. So if I can reduce the stress on my body, on my mind, on my emotions, I tend to see better fasting blood glucose levels as well. Now this comes from a variety of different areas. Sometimes exercise in excess can lead to more stress than we want on our bodies. And if we don't sleep well enough, it just becomes a vicious cycle of actually increasing our stress and increasing our insulin needs without proper recovery. So these all do have to be considered together and there are many other variables that come into play. The more you can track them, the better uh, you'll be able to measure to see what works, what doesn't. In fact, I just got this second device today. It's a, a, my first smartwatch. <laughs> I'm gonna be watching all of my metrics on two different devices. I love looking at uh, all the different technology out there these days. These measure my sleep, my exercise, my respirations, my SpO2, my skin temperature. It's crazy. Uh, so I'm going to be watching those closely to see how much of a benefit I can pull from these. But big picture, sleep more and sleep better, right? Don't forget the quality. You don't be staring at your phone at two o'clock in the morning. Put it down, read a book, stretch, something like that. Uh, two, exercise. Exercise is incredibly beneficial in any variety but the more consistent you are, the better results you'll see. And step number three is to reduce your stress, right? This could be your mental load, your emotional load. Uh, for me, I was adding stress by not sleeping, but I also had stress by working out, so that combination didn't work. So it really is a combination of all three. Manage your stress while you get better sleep and active lifestyle maintained. Okay, so uh, I hope this one was helpful for you. I wanted to keep it nice and tight. I hope this was under 10 minutes because I gotta get going on to my next coaching call. But uh, the big picture here is that healthy habits for most people oftentimes also work for people living with diabetes. And this is something that I had forgotten, right? My wife was actually talking about me. She's like, you should tell people about this because over the Thanksgiving weekend, I did not sleep and my exercises looked very different because I couldn't handle the altitude training. So I actually ended up skipping the next day because I just didn't want to go through that again. Spoiler alert, I don't have endless motivation. Sometimes I have off days as well. And in doing so, my blood sugars were a monster to manage. It took ridiculous amounts of insulin to bring it back down. So instead of pushing more insulin, I like to look at the root cause, right? How can I naturally fix what's going on? Instead of just adding more medication, what if I drank more water? What if I went for more walks? What if I got better sleep, right? And so in prioritizing these healthy habits in my life, over the last few days, blood sugars have been cooperating much, much better. In fact, let's pull up a live, a live feed. Let's see what it looks like. Uh, so I can show you guys the actual examples and pull my Dexcom up. I believe we're 100% time in range for today. So here you go. Hopefully that zooms in and, and shows you where I'm at. Now, if you're listening, I'm at 102 right now. Very slow decline down. No lows, no highs. We're going to open up clarity and see what that looks like. Because I believe this last week, I'll put it on screen as well. I was 91% time in range. So that includes the rough days, right? 
and then just two things that I used to keep it 91% time and range on average, even when it was rough. Uh, and the best thing I can give you is the Renegade Reset Blood Sugar Formula, which we teach in our uh, Blood Sugar Formula Challenge. But the best resource I would recommend right now, oh, here we go. We got 96% time and range for the last two days, 92% over the last week. So there's my 96%. So that's what's possible if you know how to hit that reset button, right? Uh, but more importantly, it's what happens when you understand how to stack variables in your favor, right? Instead of just stacking insulin and throwing more and more and more and oh no, inevitable drop, I finally went into a low blood sugar and got away from the high. Instead, I wanna look at how can I stack healthy habits, healthy benefits that improve insulin sensitivity, lower my fasting blood glucose, and allow me to live more of a healthy way of living with diabetes. So I hope that helps. Like I said, a lot of these things we're going to go deeper into for our next newsletter. Uh, we actually have a monthly newsletter we ship out to our subscribers called the Renegade Warriors newsletter. And at the time of filming, I believe there's still a way to get your first newsletter free where we go into insulin resistance and fat and a few other things. Uh, this is also the last time that we're going to be promoting this at the current level. The price is actually doubling next month. So if you have not done it yet, you can still get locked in at that lowest price and get your first issue free. So I would highly recommend checking it out if you want to know how to make diabetes a little simpler, right? And understand what's going on behind the scenes. A lot of what I write about in those, and they're often 18 to 24 pages uh, when we ship them out to you. A lot of what I write about is from my own research, my experimentation, and my years of coaching other type ones on blood sugar formulas, analytics, and ultimately how to make the diabetes a little less frustrating and a lot more simple. So you can get back to living your life. So you can go grab that free issue at renegadenewsletter.com. Like I said, at this point of filming this, uh, you can still get your first one for free and it has not doubled in price yet. So I would highly recommend going to check it out, at least seeing if you like the free issue and then you can decide if you want to keep going, but that way you get the free stuff that goes along with it too. Okay, so renegadenewsletter.com. Remember to get better sleep, exercise more consistently and reduce that stress. Hope that helps. Hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I'm grateful for you and uh, go check out renegadenewsletter.com. I'll see you guys next week and keep up the fight.